Uh, okay, we're recording now. Hey, Mitch, how's it going? Good, how are you? Who am I? This is Don Smith. Don's a life coach and my uh, longtime roommate, I should say, of one year. So, And the well-grounded spirit. And if you guys need some life coaching, if you need some insights, if you need something like that, I'm happy to help you with that. And Mitch, Mitch is on his way to becoming that as well. I'm super excited for you. Yes, I'm very excited. Thank you so much. Um, Don's been super helpful in transitioning into that process. So, um, So we decided that we wanted to start a podcast together. And what are we going to call it? Well, I mean, I just, I can't see anything that makes more sense than calling it emotionally uncrossed out available. You know, emotionally available. Like we're moving into being emotionally available. But I feel like it's just kind of perfect because as in Aries and you being the Scorpio, it's like, you know, like there's some fluctuation there or there's some like emotionally available, emotionally unavailable, which makes for great um i think uh comedy insights and uh debates and why do you think that emotionally available is an is a important topic like what does that mean to you exactly well i feel like it's an important topic because the more availability you have then you kind of have this receptor for allowing and and opening so it's like you know, it's like, okay, you see little bees floating around and it's just like, oh, no pollen here, no pollen here. So those flowers, let's just say, are emotionally unavailable. So that, that you know, there's no, there's no opportunity. But then they find that pollen and it's like, okay, you know, and then, you know, they feel there's this, you know, kind of, um, you know, they did their job and there's that, there's that availability. So it's like when we have that emotional availability, then that sort of sets that receptor up for, all those things that are in that flow and that frequency. That makes a lot of sense. And what do you, so I guess if, so coming at it from that perspective, it kind of sounds like you're looking at it from the perspective of someone who's sort of on the hunt for emotional availability from maybe another person um, or something like that. And I'm, I, something I was thinking about recently was um, in terms of emotional availability is like how much of it is a choice versus how much of it is, kind of just where we are with things in our life. So, you know, I think there's definitely an aspect to emotional availability where it's like, <clears throat> at least for ourselves, we look at it and, you know, we think like right now I'm, I don't feel emotionally available because of A, B, and C. It could be a relationship. It could just be, you know, you're focused on your career, whatever you're going through, something like that, right? But then there's also an aspect of, and that's, I think some of that is, choice driven in the sense that like if you choose to focus on your work or you choose to focus on yourself or you choose to focus on whatever it is you're doing then you're not really like giving a lot of energy to that emotional part of yourself but at the same time if you're go if you've come out of a relationship or you've come through some sort of trauma or something like that and it's just where you are you don't feel like you have the ability to to be available emotionally for I guess another person or in some sense for yourself on whatever level. So I guess, can, do you want to talk a little bit about that choice versus sort of like the state of being that isn't really about choice? It's just where you are. What do you think about that? Well, I don't believe, you know, I believe that we decide where we are, period. Um, I think when you come from certain backgrounds where there's a lot of trauma and things like that, and if you fall, you, you could fall into that victim mentality, like all oh, this stuff happened to me. 
So what I decided to believe is that we create all of our situations. So wherever you are, feel like, okay, you created it, you know, let's just say you're the generator of all things. So whether it's in your job or where, you know, wherever you may be, um, I do believe that it's not, never it's like a circumstance or it's like, a, I, under, I, I understand that idea though of like the state of being, it's like, okay, this is kind of, you know, like we're in a retrograde and so things kind of are the way they are. I do absolutely agree with like that outside influence of those things, but it's to me, I'm like, okay, well, how am I, um, working with that energy and then I also hear what you're saying around sort of like um, yeah it's like okay well I'm putting my focus on my job you know maybe the relationship was kind of like not working out so well so now I've decided like I'm gonna put all my energy on this you know on the job or on something else and so that sense of like being emotionally unavailable um, kind of you know it's like well I put all my focus over here maybe I'm healing over here um, but you know, still there's a, a component of emotional availability sort of wherever you are. So it's like, if we think about it in terms of dating or connecting to another human in that, um, intimate way or, you know, partnership way, then yeah, for sure. You know, you, you get into those places where it's like, yeah, I'm just not available for this at all. I'm going to just focus on work and like making money. Yeah. Or you could see it as, well, I need to be emotionally available at work as well because that's going to impact, you know, my work. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I guess. And that's the other thing is the the types of emotional availability. Yeah, so it's, sure. you know, I think there's, Absolutely. I guess maybe there's levels to it. If you want right? to say that yeah. there's levels to it, there's, there's emotional availability in relationships. There's emotional availability in, of course, your career or your family or friends, um, or hobbies, I guess, something like that. So I guess it's, it's pretty, I think it can be really subtle in that because I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously you and I talk about this a lot and I think about it a lot and I'm just like, at what point, you know, it's also, I guess I thought of it as an, as an awareness in some ways, like emotional availability to me in a lot of ways is an awareness of your, your emotional state. So, you know, like we were just talking about choice. So it's like, if you're emotionally available or not, it's, it's really just more knowing where you are in that process. And obviously it can change and it can, and you, your choices and where you want to be and what you put your focus on, I think definitely affects that. But then it's really like, okay, like, let's say you meet someone, let's say you're single, you meet someone and you, you know, you've just haven't been thinking about being in a relationship or something. And then you're like, am I emotionally available? It's been such a long time since I've had to like ask myself that question. So to you, what maybe is like a sign that you are or aren't like what, where in that awareness, what, what can tell you if you are or aren't emotionally available? Do you have any thoughts about that specifically? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's, and, and that's really, you know, it's a good way to sort of like put the focus, you know, cause this, there's such a spectrum of being emotionally available or not. Um, and, and looking at that when you're, you know, sort of in that, I think if you're in that place where you're asking yourself, like, am I emotionally available? in some ways one it's great to have that awareness and two it may be a clear indicator that you are holding back because i feel like when you are emotionally available you know you're so connected and in that flow and in that moment that you just have a tendency to just re like after the fact if that makes sense it's like oh wait wow i am super connected to this person if that makes sense you know so yeah. it's like when you're emotionally unavailable i think could be could be that's when you're kind of like oh, wait a second, 
do I even have the resources for this person right now? I think my resources may be, you know, sort of uh, connected somewhere else or you're healing from somewhere else or something like that. Right. Does that make sense? Right. That makes a lot of sense. Right. And I guess it's like, as I said, it's a dynamic continuum. So, you know, some days I think you wake up and you might just feel a certain way. And it's like, so I guess that speaks to boundaries in some way, because if you've, you know, I know I've gotten into situations in the past where I don't think I was really available or I wasn't, I was taking resources that probably would have been best served on myself and putting them into something else like a relationship. So it's really, you know, for me, that's the kind of the tricky part is knowing the, you know, the awareness of where I'm at and then whatever like amount of energy I have to put into that or to give to that, then, you know, how to sort of divide that up and use it. Um, so I find that to be kind of a tricky thing. And, you know, I guess in some ways (laughs) there's a thinking component to that. So, there's a lot of overthinking and it's like the, there's the feeling versus thinking what? There's component never overthinking what everything is so streamlined all the time <laughs> but that's what but I think that's what's confusing about it for me and I think maybe for other people as well it's like you know in a way you can't think about it too much because then you start to analyze everything and you hyper analyze and then that's when you I think I mean I get into trouble with that you know I start to be like well I am but you know but the, uh, you know now I'm not but then I was and then and now I'm fine so it's like it's, it just gets tricky I guess um well I'd say like in, in things like that it's like that's when you know that there's a certain amount of fear you know because it's like if you're overthinking and, and this is what I feel like makes us so uh this is makes it so um good to see all the sides of the spectrum on the thinking some versus maybe not thinking enough versus overthinking is um that's why i love our like um scorpio aries dynamic where you know scorpio is kind of like i don't know like let me look let me like tuck in back here and like look at everything and look at all the angles and then you know as the aries i'm just like yeah um i'm way over here and like what are we thinking about were we supposed to think about anything you know (laughs) and so that whole thing of um you know considering like yeah okay maybe if i you know use too many of my resources then i'm not gonna have enough for myself Uh, but in the meantime i would say there are definitely advantages obviously to you know just going like getting yourself out of that comfort zone because part of the overthinking is what keeps us in the quote-unquote comfort zone you know or like well i'm safe over here if i'm not doing anything let me think right you know yeah the knowing (laughs) the knowing beforehand and the like i'm gonna figure it all out and then i'm gonna act instead of just acting and then maybe i mean seeing i guess what happens and taking a risk or something like that right yeah i mean it's just like okay are you gonna try to like have a an emotional business plan you know what i mean like you know what i'm saying hey right because it's like i mean you can't an emotional agenda right emotional agenda like this they say you know like with the emotional business plan it's like okay let me try to like okay this is this this isn't this it's like it's another human you know you have to like do your own internal you know planning for yourself and like how am i going to be regardless you know and this is stuff like you already know but it's like how am I going to be, you know, in the face of this? Um, you know, you know, this is sure. this is why I like to like go bike up mountains so I can go see how I'm going to behave when something happens oh, that's like out of hand. So you're testing yourself. Testing yourself, like, yeah. and I and I want to test myself 
before that relationship comes up because then it's like I see. Oh, I see. Oh, this person is like oh no this person is super hot now what what does that mean it's like it doesn't have to mean anything it's all the same you know if you've tested yourself elsewhere right 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 i think th- and that's where i think it gets tricky too is like especially that beginning part when you have to kind of there's like a certain level of training in a way you have to train your mind to like recognize what things actually are instead of just going based on your feelings i mean we talk about this all the time obviously but you know and being a water son my son is scorpio my moon is in cancer so it's just all the water and it's just like it just gets honestly overwhelming sometimes but you've got that fire rising you've got that sad that's true no that's true but it just it feels like a lot of times it feels a lot of times (laughs) (laughs) it just feels overwhelming i think at times because there's just times when you know and that's what i that's what i'm saying like kind of training myself or training my mind to recognize like okay you've maybe you've connected with someone or whatever it is and it becomes this huge deal and it's like it's not really a big deal you're making it into a big deal and you're not like necessarily recognizing it for what it is and it's like okay you're having all these feelings like don't let it it, and like you were saying it doesn't necessarily have to mean anything like just and I think that's speaks to the to one of the issues that I know I face and I'm sure other people face too it's like and, and I'm I guess in a way I'm speaking specifically about not relationships but just other people so you know let's say you meet someone and you connect with them and it's like you're just like what does it mean what is you know you're you're searching not only for meaning but then what what's your place within the meaning and like how how does that person affect you and how do you affect them and I don't know I guess and then it's like and now what do we do now now what do we do yeah and and some of that is you know again like coming from the fire fire sign perspective I'm like I'm going to define what I mean in this relationship. Like, I have that defined within myself before I go in. And so that's boundaries. 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 Yeah, that's definitely about boundaries. And, you know, and one of the things you're saying, like, oh, and you start to feel overwhelmed because you're 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 having this, um, you know, this, this interplay with your emotions. One of the ways to get, um, you know, sort of ca- calm down that overwhelm is to, to literally be aware of what you can touch and feel. Tactile sensations, like... What am I hearing around myself? What am I smelling? What am I tasting, touching? Those other sense, uh, sensations rather, um, those actually help you get into your body. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, it's a it's a clear sign that you actually are not, you're disassociating to some degree. You're not fully grounded. You're not fully grounded. Yeah. So, and people are like, well, what do I do in those situations? It's like, touch something. Actually, this is why people are emotional eaters is because they want to feel something they want to get grounded it's one of the reasons that people eat when oh i see right puts you back in your body sensations okay that makes sense weight but then you know i'm not saying go out there and like you know eat all the cheetos what i'm saying is you know finding something to literally touch this is why it's like take your shoes off you know touch the dirt touch the floor touch something because then you're like oh this is defined and so it helps you just start to realize like this is what's defined around me like really having an interaction with that and it and it really does help with overwhelm it sounds so basic right but it works i mean it works this is why people punch a wall they're like oh look something i can feel something solid you know right it's like cutting almost it's like am i real is this right right because of the disassociation right and it makes sense i mean i i like the metaphors in this case like i you know with all the water in my chart i feel like 
it's like I feel like I'm swimming in the middle of this giant pool or this giant ocean and I'm just like there's no land anywhere like how do I get back to land I'm just floating in this water and like even though I'm a water sign I don't really like being in the water I like being next to the water and I'm like hey there's the water it's right there but like I don't really want to go into the water it's like I just want to be like next to the water and I can dip my toe in but then again when these things happen I feel somewhat overwhelmed and I don't know I guess that's See, it all comes back to boundaries. It does. It, it, it all really comes does. back to boundaries. And yeah. you and you said something interesting recently to me that was really helpful. And, you know, we were talking about making everything black or white or making, you know, it's just one extreme or the other. And I was like, where's the gray area, Dawn? <laughs> and you're like, it's the boundary. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, well, what does that mean? You know, and obviously if let's assume that's true which it did sound you know it makes a lot of sense you know it just speaks to where I'm at with that you know I'm like oh I don't even know that that's like that's that's actually (laughs) the function of a boundary is to create a space where you're able to sort of be in both worlds like because for me it's sort of one or the other I'm either 100% one or 100% the other and like that's the that's the roller coaster that's the wave that's the up and down and so and creating the, the boundary yeah definitely Which unsustainable makes you emotionally unavailable <laughs> because you don't want to keep going up and down the roller coaster exactly right yeah right, right. right yeah. so can you speak maybe to what in terms of drawing boundaries how how is what is a good way or what's a what, what are some of the practices that you advise people on on how to draw boundaries especially in this type of area what kind of things oh values knowing your values knowing what you value i feel like values are a really great way to draw boundaries i mean when i work with my clients one of the first things i do is i say what do you value and what you really quickly find out is that people value other people and we know that like what's the most interesting thing other people like what do we lean towards other people but the thing is is if we're all leaning towards each other then you know if somebody has to you know be grounded in that so i would say when you know what your values are and you're super clear on that and you have this real relationship with that then it's going to be that's something that helps define you it gives you something solid it's a touchstone you can always go back to it it's like well this is what I value this is what I spend my time doing when I'm not with you this is what I've been doing before I met you and so when you have that it creates a sense of um, it does create that grounding that earth that solid piece and and it's also something where it's helpful for the other person so that they know where you are it's like hey I know that you know Mitch values this because he spends his time doing it and that doesn't just disappear in the face of another person I see that makes a lot of sense yeah right and it's super I mean and and at the end of the day it's just very pragmatic because if you don't value anything then it's like are you just waiting for someone to come along to tell you, you know, how to behave and what to do? You sure, know what I mean? Sure, like, at sure. the end of the day, when someone is like that, then it's like, I don't even know what you're about because it seems like, you know, now whatever you're doing is like whatever I'm about, which gets super confusing. Yeah, and then you get into codependency yeah. and you get into, I mean, I guess then the, you have a lack of clear communication in relationships, which is really the main problem, I guess, in most relationships, right, is a lack of clear communication, lack of clear boundaries, and sort of just like, 
we're not on the same page. Like, how, you know, why are we not on the same page? It's like, well, I guess we never talked about what our page, what page are you on? I don't actually know. So how can we be on the same page totally. or how can we even be aware of where the other what person the is, is if we don't talk about it? Right, right. Right, right. which right. is defining it, you know, but it's, it's predefined. It's defined for you. And, you know, I was listening to someone recently and, you know, and this thing that you mentioned about codependency, that's huge. It's so huge. I think, you know, right, you can't, you could spend your whole life becoming like the ideal person to meet the ideal other person. Um, but it is helpful to spend some time really understanding what, what we're trying to attract in another person. And, you know, it's just like, there's always like, well, I'm liking this. So hopefully this other person will come along and like, well, some people will say complete me. Other person, other people might say like, oh, well, you know, they, I have, you know, they have these strengths and I have these strengths. But you have to be really careful about that because people are just like, actually, like, I don't like being by myself and I would rather be with other people. It's like, okay, well, get more friends. You know, it's like you, if you put all of that on another human, that's overwhelming and that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, and that's, again, I think that goes back to the unsustainability of that because then, and that's codependency in a nutshell. And it's, you know, I guess... When two people are codependent, that's one thing. But when one person's codependent and the other not, I think that's even probably more intense because how that that just seems, you know, the person who's not codependent is just like, um, I, you need to like do something. You need right. to get, you need, you need to yeah, get a hobby or right. like, yeah, have, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have, what are your values? Exactly. Right, right, right. Which that makes a lot like of sense. A good, you know, it's just a really important topic and if you want to know how to set you know if you want to know how to set boundaries then you don't have to figure out boundaries once you know what you value because that's it's like it's they are sort of one and the other because it's like okay i'll just go back to writing advice since you know it's something that i do i mean i have it on a schedule now and i'm going towards you know going towards cap and my north node so structure is important for me (laughs) i shunned it in the past i didn't like all that structure and like stuff so predictable but you know with even like setting up those that that time for what i value that's so huge then you come to the table like knowing what fulfills you and then when another person comes along it's like bonus right my life just got you know vibed up in this way where it's like it was already like i already like feel really good yeah and this person just gives you kind of like you give that glow to one another you know it's just like these two orbs of light like wow like you're vibed up and i'm vibed up and you know we can be over here we can be together so it's like wherever you are you still have that certain amount of like i'm stoked about this over here and oh and when i'm with you i can talk to you about what i've been doing over here that i value does that make sense it's that concept of added value where right right where you're regardless of whether something works out or whether it happens or whether it's whatever turns into some sort of relationship you'll be fine they'll be fine exactly yeah so it's it's just the concept of added value and it's not gonna if it gets for some reason if it's if it is taken away or if it just like i said if it doesn't work out it's not you're it's not actually subtracting from what you already have it's just adding to what you have and then even if it goes away you have this baseline where you're at and it just feels fine totally because it's 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 going to be added no matter what because it's growth you know it's an experience and you know it's like i think it's like I mean, we've all had our heart broken or are allowed, have allowed our hearts to be broken at some point. And, you know, I had met someone a little while ago and I was like, oh, you know, this person is so amazing. And, but then, you know, this person was like, 
you know, for legal reasons, had to leave the U.S. And, you know, and I was like, oh, just at that time, I was like, if I just never met this person, you know, oh, I wouldn't have had to. And, right. the, you know, he said some really wise words to me. He was like, let's just enjoy this for what it is. Right. And I just thought, right. how on earth can I enjoy this? But when you know what your values are and you already have that in this space, when you have this experience with another person, you're just growing, you right, know, whatever right, it is. And right. I think that's one of those things of like, again, why I make myself do hard things. It's like, oh, how am I gonna feel when just like yesterday, I literally am like, cool, I just biked up this mountain. It was really challenging. Now I'm just gonna like fly down it. And probably 30 seconds into the descent, I hit a huge rock and I flatted. And then I had to like pull over to the side it's so hot out there. There's a million mosquitoes and like flies that are biting you. And I have to like change my tire. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, super cool. It's like, who am I going to be now? Who am I going to be now? Because in that moment, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then it's like, and then it wasn't. And then I'm just yeah. like getting really annoyed and frustrated. I'm like, wait a second, Don. Like, who are you when stuff's not going your way? And I'm like, all right, it's only going to make it harder, right, you right, know? Right, So it's a it's process-based and it's yeah. journey-based. It's not necessarily results-based. So Totally. Because you're not in control of the result and you're totally. only... And that the growth is not in the result. The growth is in the doing and the yes. process, right? Exactly. And you said, you always say something, you always say the same thing to me, which is you don't have to know. You don't have to know. Like whatever it is, it's like you don't have to know. You're going to... You, it'll come to you at some point, but the knowing is not the important thing. It's like just do it, do the work, do the action, take take you know take the initiative, and then worry like that part will come. And I'm always You're trying. The why. I'm always chasing the why. Yeah, I'm like don't right. chase the why. The why is on right. the other side of the doing. As soon as you, you'll never find the why until you do it. And once you do it, then you're like, oh, that's why. Right. And it's so much less important. It's so frustrating though because it's just <laughs> it's just not in my that's not in my like natural makeup. It's like I want to know why and I want like I want to know why I'm doing something or why something happened or why I did something a certain way and then or why someone else did something a certain way and it's like I mean that that goes back to I mean, these all these. It's interesting because all of these topics are interrelated yes. in some way. They all yes. come full circle. Totally. You know, emotional availability is boundaries. Boundaries are values. Values are awareness and asking yourself the hard questions. And asking yourself the hard questions is growth. And growth is process based. And the process is about the doing. And that's about action. And it's about not thinking. And not trust. thinking is about emotion. Trust, right? Trust. You know, because it's a big one. Right. You know, and you know, it's where you said it's like not in your nature. I think I heard you say that it's like well that's what growth is you know and we like to say we always have our little fallbacks where it's like well it's not really my nature it's like well what that means is it's out of my comfort zone which means that's what growth looks like yes 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 look we can Uh. be like the word for like growth is way too nice for what you have to go through to like be more amazing (laughs) it's so true growth is like (laughs) growth is like yeah you think of like oh plants plants grow in the sun and it's like sweet and it's like this is more like I, I mean, what would you use as the metaphor? It's like breaking out of, you know, it's like being born almost. It's like, but not even that. It's like, it's, it feels violent almost in a way. It's emotionally violent. It feels like, 
Well, I would still, I would still go back to the plant because let's think about it. If, if you were, let's like say, and maybe we have to do this at some point, I don't know, but ball yourself up and be bound up, which is a seed pod. So you're all bound up in the seed pod. All your potential is totally bound up. So you're totally bound up in your safe little place that you know. But let's be real. If you are bound up under the dirt and you're this little seed and think about what seeds actually go through. It's like, here they are, they're all bound up, they're in the dirt, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, uh, what do I do now? It's like push and push, and like hopefully there's water, and hopefully there's sun, and it's like you're pushing through dirt and pushing and pushing and pushing, and then other seeds around you are like fighting for resources, and you know. So if you put yourself if I buried myself and I was all like balled up deep down under the dirt and I had to like push out and push through, like plants, like growth looks so like gentle and like so idyllic, but it's like, it's a struggle under there. Right, I right, mean, I'm just right. Saying, it's like, it takes work. Right, takes right. Takes work. Coming out it of does. the cocoon, you know, it's like not all, not all the little butterflies make it. Some of them die. Right. <laughs> I don't want to be the one that dies. That's well, my not. point. That's why you just like you just have to like push. That's why when Ugh. it gets uncomfortable, yeah. it's like I always say discomfort. And this is not my own quote. I saw it somewhere, and I think it's amazing. Whoever you are, it's like discomfort is the price of admission to a life well lived. Right, right, right. And then that's true. No, I definitely feel you on that. And you know, it's all how when you frame it too. It's in your perspective because I, you know. I, there's times when I think I tell myself that if I feel discomfort and I'm like, okay, no, this is good. Like you're, you're going, you're, you're doing, you're working, but then it's like at a certain point, you know, you, it's like, okay, yeah, you're uncomfortable, but like, are you just being stupid now? Like, are you just, are you just like, are you just allow, you know, because, because there is a line. I mean, there is definitely a distinction to be made between discomfort and like, let's say you're in a relationship that's not going well and you've tried for a long time to like whatever, you know, help each other and help the relationship. And then at some point it's like just not working. And so you're like, well, I'm just, I'm uncomfortable, but like maybe we're just growing. And it's like, no, at some point you do have to know when it's time to to cut the cord. Right. And I think that's a really important point and it's so relevant, but here's the thing going back to when you feel overwhelmed and you touch things and you physically feel your body and your intuition will literally tell you on a physical level when you are getting stagnant i see right so there's a difference i would just call there's a stagnancy there's something like when you know you're uncomfortable in a way that's actually more stagnant um and you will feel it in your gut because what you're going to be feeling is like oh you know your it, it like your body doesn't feel good does I that see. make sense i see which is different than like you know when you're actually it's like oh this is so frustrating and then it's like and then you know if i'm like no it's not it's fine you know it's only a label and it's like yeah but i want it to be it's like no you don't that's the growth that's the end does that make sense i see sure right. sure so it's so in some ways it's like knowing when you're coming up against a bound or well maybe boundary is not the right word but it's like you, you know there's create there's a difference between creating a new boundary and having a boundary that needs to be knocked down basically it's like right because i think that's the other thing i mean you know we talk about we've been talking about values and boundaries and and you know i mean values to some extent are intangible so 
in some ways your core values don't change so much but i do think that they can or they can or maybe the subtleties of those things can change so so I guess I'm saying, you know, because your values do have some um, elasticity to some extent, sure. then th- obviously that means that your boundaries have an elastic quality to them. Or it's like, I need to take this boundary away and put a new boundary in, and it may be further to one side or it may be in a different location if you want to use the metaphor. But so it's it's also, I mean, this is maybe more on the advanced side, especially for someone like me who needs help just creating any boundary at all but you know i think there's a there's an important distinction to be made there as well like you know because i I get you know and it's weird i don't know i guess i see there's this like weird flexibility that i guess people sometimes have to have with boundaries so like for example i you know i'm such a homebody and i'm such an introvert that like going out I'm just like, no, if you don't want to go out, you don't have to go out. There's nothing wrong with going out or not going out. It's just like whatever you feel like doing, do that. But then there's room for spontaneity, you know, and of course, and right. But then it's like, but I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Like, when do, when do you, when is the right time to be spontaneous? See, this goes back to (laughs) feeling your intuition. So people think that like intuition is kind of like this woo thing it isn't you literally can feel it but you have to get in the habit of feeling it so that's why you have to get in the habit of like being in your body which is when you feel overwhelmed this is why it's important to practice literally feeling things touching things sure notice your body i w- again will always say this to my clients notice your body what's going on with your body you know because how's your breathing how's your breathing you know am, am i tightening up somewhere you know because when it's like well should i do it or shouldn't i do it your body literally is already telling you what to do we just half the time people are not paying attention that's or true more than half. that's that true yeah that's true and it's also i mean and it also it, sometimes it doesn't even necessarily have to do with the boundary it's like you're just being not misanthropic but like you're just you're just used to not going out it's and a you, habit. yeah it's yeah, a habit sure. so it, like maybe break that maybe break the habit and it was funny because i went out last week with friends and you know my friend invited me to something and i was like okay okay i should go because he's been trying to, we've been trying to hang out and i've just been so like ah, i'm just i don't want to do it <laughs> but then i was like okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and then i ended up having a great time and i right. was like see you you know you 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 say no or you just you you act like it's this big deal and it's like not a big deal like you had a good time and like it also speaks to other things but you know I allowed myself to have fun and like that was like wow what a big deal for me you Look, know you were emotionally available <laughs> right for my own fun <laughs> wow own fun. right yeah and see right. that's a, and look people do that all the time where and and again it's like you have to feel it if it's like oh yeah you know it's like all my friends are trying to get me to go out and like you know go to this bar and that bar and whatever and it's like you're not you're trying to not drink well yes it's a good idea to redirect your energy elsewhere but in your case it's like you have been trying to connect with this person it was such an amazing opportunity so it's like it only makes sense that you're going to say yes and that's that's in that moment if you can feel the quality of your body if you can feel like what am i doing right now where am i like you know feeling certain things where i'm resisting you can tell the difference i mean this is like tasting wine you know at first people are like it tastes red you know <laughs> like they just don't know at first but when you sure. taste it again and again and you cultivate let's just say your emotional palate 
it's so obvious when you should and should not do certain things. Sure, right? sure, sure. But here's the thing. When you don't have clear values and you, and or let's say not just values, but also like your goals. Let's just say you have a goal where it's like, yeah, okay, I want to be spending time with people. That's a goal. It's like, okay, uh, is staying home going to work towards that? Right. Does that right. make sense? Right. And it's funny because I was talking to somebody about this recently and my north node is in Gemini. And we were we were talking, but it but it but what I was, <laughs> what I would, what what we had what she said was that it, it part of it was about connecting with other people. That was a that's a part of that, and it's like moving into connecting with other people. I forget what my South Node was in, but it was like Eddie would know. Yeah, Eddie would know. Um, but it was it was it was just really, it was interesting to hear that because you know I've been in such a long period of kind of solitude and sort of be doing so much alone, and. within certain contexts connecting with people is easy but like I really it's like I have to force myself to do it and it's become a force of habit I think that you know I was in a long relationship and we were very intro both introverted and so we hung out and there was some codependency yeah and you know we we hung out and we did a lot of things together and that was like enough and I, I you know I'm not trying to go hang out in big crowds or go to bars or something like that but just connecting saying yes to things going out those are important things um and I catch myself like it's interesting like the not the unemotion the emotionally unavailable part of myself it's not like it, the voice is weird in some ways because it'll you know it's there's like this voice almost right and it's like it's like it's too much work it's like it, you, you know oh, yeah. you're tired you're, yeah you're yeah. T- you're tired yeah. like you know you could do more work if you're mm-hmm. here and you need oh, yeah. to get things done yeah. and you know or whatever and like maybe i end up wasting the time anyway oh, so yeah. it's like yeah you know, and it's like that. I mean, and I don't want to blame it on the culture at large. It's really just where I'm at with things. But there's this whole th- aspect of, um, I don't know, just stopping putting things down, allowing nothing to happen, and yes. being okay with that. Yeah. And it's hard, I think. Having fun. Right. Having fun. Yeah. And having fun is hard when you feel like you're not accomplishing things fast enough, you know? And I. You know, it's why in some ways I have to be really careful with my media consumption, especially things like Instagram and all that, where it's like, you know, you want to you want to get information. You want to read things that are helpful to you. You know, you might hear someone give a talk or, you know, maybe we're doing a podcast, something like this. And, you know, it's like you got to be patient. But you also have to be active and you also have to be emotionally available, but you also True. have to have boundaries. It's like, yeah. you know, I mean, these things are the not necessarily, uh, right. And they're not mutually exclusive all the time, but no. it's, but you do get these opposing messages. And then that's why I was saying like, when do you know how to be spontaneous? When do you know? And it's right. like. And you're like, you just have to be intuitive. You have to listen to yourself and you really have to get to know yourself. And that's all true. That's all true. It's still, but I, I still find myself struggling to it, struggling with it. And I think maybe... Some of it's just overthinking it. It's like there's yeah. no right. There's ne- there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer. It's just it's probably more the worrying about it that's the bigger issue. Yeah, and look with the you know <clears throat> I'm getting conflicting, but you you're gonna you know because you're navigating those polarities, and so what you're doing is you're kind of finding like there's times where it's like okay I really need to be doing all these things, but if you're kind of you know hitting a wall with it and you're feeling tired like you got to go do something else I mean you know you have to you know it's why it's like 
probably ill-advised to sit for eight, nine, ten hours and not get up and move around. It's like you have to get up and reset. You know, right. you have to like shake it out. Right. Um, but with things like that, again, um, you know, when we're telling ourselves those stories, that's why, you know, not that not that cycling can problem solve everything, but it's I do it all the time where I'm like, oh, am I really going to get up at, you know, I said the other day, it was like going, you're like, oh, you're going to get up at 5 a.m. and go and bike this, you know, mountain. You're like, oh, it sounds like a terrible idea. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it does to me too in another form because I don't, I've never loved getting up early. I love, you know, being up super late. It's always been my habit. You know, it's like I worked in the service industry. I've always been like, you know, up super late, you know, get up by like eight or nine. Now I'm like, but I have this goal and I want to go right up this mountain and I know that if I do these things that challenge me, then I can do the next thing that's challenging and it's not going to be as difficult. Sure. Does that make sense? Sure, so then of course. the stories start to fade because when it's just like, oh, that's going to be so early, it's like, no, it's not. It's fine because then I'm going to be back and I'm going to be like, I just went. Sure. Then by, you know, 11, let's say I think we got up on, we were on the mountain by 11 at the top. And it was 11, and I'm like, whoa, it's 11 a.m., and I just went up a mountain. Right. And then the rest of my day, it's like, I don't care. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. Sunday. Right. So it's one of those things where <clears throat> when the stories start coming where it's like, well, it's going to be like this, the more you're doing those things that are actually so much um, – have, have so much more gravity than the stories, the stories like – they just start to fade out and it's just like you see yourself doing it and you're just yeah, like um yeah. that's a story right. yeah again yesterday it was just like oh, it was so hot it was so it was so hot <laughs> it was so it was ridiculous i was just like oh i'm gonna i'm like oh there's these mosquitoes i'm like i'm gonna get heat stroke i'm like what am i doing right now i was supposed to be up here like an hour and i was like but this is what's happening so what am i gonna stop right now no right it's like right. and then it's like I just start to feel. I'm like, yep, I'm sweating. Yep. 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 This isn't easy. This is what's happening. Yep. This is what's happening right right now. And that's the thing of like when you have that overwhelm and the stories come up, it's like, yeah, but what's happening? Right. You know what I mean? What's actually happening? This is what's actually happening. And this is a nice segue in some ways to, you know, talking about coaching and talking about sort of the value of coaching and the, you know, as a coach, do you find that, you know, we're talking about that emotional availability and we're talking about these things so um coaching is like do you find that with your clients uh, you know there's uh, you have to obviously draw boundaries with people but there's this emotional availability that goes with working with clients right so so um sorry i'm getting so many there's so many thoughts going in my (laughs) mind but um but yeah i think it's i mean that and that's one of the values maybe um that that that's some of the value in coaching right and having someone that that can help you with those things right is like you know you absolutely oh i get that's what i wanted to say so you're talking about stories right and that's clients end up coming to you it's all stories right absolutely they all it's all about the story so i you know it's this is what i'm doing this is where i'm at yes i can or can't do this thing this is who i am this is what i do this is blah 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 right it's all these things right so so do you find that coaching is like where where does that fall on the spectrum of coaching the emotional availability with your clients like are you do you find that that's a really big part of it because obviously you can only you have to be, I guess, somewhat emotionally invested, but yeah. only up to a degree, right? And then there has to be a very strong boundary where it's 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh, well, one, yeah, I will definitely, like, I love my clients. Yeah, I love them. And I want the absolute best for them. I'm also the person who's going to say all the things that they don't want to hear. But they're paying me to say, you know, so it's like, this is, I'm the, I'm the person who's going to, like, look at how you need to correct your swing and be like, you want to hit it out of the park? You need to do it like this. Oh, that feels weird or whatever. It's like, yeah, but do you want to hit it out of the park or don't you? There's no middle in that. It's like, this is the way. And so I, what I love uh, that you brought up about the stories, it's like, look, we're all the same except for our stories. And let's think about that. Everyone's story is unique, whether it's the, the, you know, the heavy ones you tell yourself or the story of your life. You know, so it's just like stories are what makes us different. And the story that you tell yourself may be very different from the story that I tell myself. But we all do things to like either get ourselves moving or get ourselves stuck. And so stories, I think if you just think about that, it's like, what story are you telling yourself? Because in the in the at the end of the day, it's like we all need love, compassion, you know, we all need these there's just this framework of humanity, you know, the the things that we all need. But what makes us different? It's the stories that we tell ourselves. You know, it's right. just like, oh, it's gonna be so hard, or I'm gonna be so this, or other people might be like, okay, yeah, you know, I I do have a certain amount of anxiety, so it is something to consider. And then, but maybe I'm gonna do this, you know. So it's like it's it's like what's your story? What story are you telling right. yourself? Right. You know. So right. I think in some ways it's like if you if you think about it in in terms of coaching, you know, I let people know I'm like you're writing your own story like everything it's just all it's none of it's real i mean it's so it's the giant hologram it's not real however it's as real as you want it to be and it's all coming from you right. so what right. story are you writing right. what story are you creating right and whatever whatever things happen whatever traumas you're carrying with you some of these situations those are not necessarily your fault but you it's are but you story. are right but you are responsible for how you respond to that and what totally. you and you are you are ultimately responsible yeah. for your story and yeah that's one of the hard things, you know, For well, sure. and that's one of the values I think of having someone in your life, especially, you know, a coach, uh, of course, that can objectively step out of this, the book and say, okay, these are the pages you're written for yourself. And now let's look at it from an objective perspective, because there's nothing more difficult in life in terms of, you know, self-awareness, real self-awareness of that kind is almost, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's very difficult to be completely self-aware because you're so invested in your own thing, right? And, you know, there's all the justification in the world for stories, right? I mean, stories are like, I mean, life is a story we you know there's exactly. a there's a reason why storytelling is such an important part of of who people are and just in you know that's why we have movies books music all, all these the things. things it's all yeah. storytelling Absolutely. right and it's like in a way of expressing our experience and our emotion but but obvious you know like anything too much of something becomes can be well, an issue an editor this is why you uh, can like you, right. you see what i'm right, saying right, and right, so right, if you right. want to think of your coach as your editor it's like okay you know what if you ramble on for three hours this film is like people are gonna be like what is right, your point right and the director is right. like but we gotta keep it in it's My the best vision. part it's the oh, best part oh right exactly right, like right. oh this can't leave you know this has to say it's like no that's why you have an editor and right so that's right. a coach is like your editor where it's like trust me i know you love all of your stories you love every bit of it because you created it but it's like is it adding value or not? Because look, yeah. well, you can, uh, 
again, as a coach, it's it's my job to help you understand how wherever you came from, whatever your trauma is, whatever it is that your story is, whatever you've experienced, there is value in it if you see it. And you can you can literally, I'll just say, capitalize on anything within your story. There's somebody out there who wants to hear your story, who can relate to your story. Yeah. Because even though all of our stories are different, there's, of course, there's that similarity. It's just what you do with it. Right, right. And it seems like, you know, there's there's so much value in that. And there's value in, um, I guess, I don't know, the the emotional aspect and and sort of seeing where people are emotionally within this story because why you know because why do people stay attached to the story because it's there's there's an emotional component to that right and it's like the discomfort of letting go of the story even though the emotions that it creates within you are like not healthy and you don't like experiencing them but there's you know and it's that weird it's well I don't know if it's weird it's just that it's that human thing where we um we 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 stay in our trauma to some extent or we you know we stay within that because we understand it and it's like that in some even though even if it's terrible it's easier than the unknown because the unknown like we you You know right and and it's like it's almost an evolutionary thing where you know you know we used to like sleep in caves and like you know, we didn't want to get eaten by tigers or something like that. And it's like, why? Because we're afraid of the dark. What's out there? I don't know. It's something that could kill you. And, you know, we still have that sort of like caveman brain where it's like, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Oh, and that's, and that's another thing we can, we, we can talk about with emotional availability. It's like, it's the, the limbic system and sort of that reptilian you know that really ancient part of our brain that's emotional, like right emotional. and and you know we call it the ego now which it is but it's like from at a really sort of practical base level it's like it's the warning system that keeps you alive but we've talked about this many times it's it doesn't distinguish it between it keeps you and and but it but it but it it doesn't distinguish between real threats and threats that aren't actually you know i mean emotion an emotional threat is one thing a threat to your life your physical actual living thing right that's that's different but it feels the same right totally because cortisol doesn't distinguish it's just like ooh, right makes me nervous you know so that's the thing that's why it's so important to be self-aware because you label it unless someone is coming at you trying to kill you you know then it's like that's a very it's a very obvious one but the emotional ones it's like we label it so that's why you know being self-aware is so yeah i really struggle with it i mean i just know that it's it's so hard to like ignore the warning in a way you guys don't say challenging challenging. it's a challenge yes words matter um words words matter matter. words matter words lives matter words (laughs) words too yeah words lives matter oh wow Right? That's great. Yeah. Oh, hashtag words lives matter. Words, words lives matter. Words, too. words matter. Yeah, words matter. So, <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, it, I find it very challenging um, 
to sit with that sometimes. I mean, and at, sometimes I do it well and sometimes I don't. And I, I have to forgive myself for that, you know, and, and allow that to be the case. I always call on it because I live here with them. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but that, Pitch, pay attention. And that goes, <laughs> and some of that, like, you know, and I think that's some of the value of, you know, if you're doing something like ayahuasca ceremony or something like that, like some of the, a, a big part of the value of something like that is like you're going through this experience you think you're dying, you're reliving these traumas or you're right. you're seeing the story face up and you're really seeing yourself and it's forcing you to feel and experience things and then you come out and you're like, Oh, I didn't I didn't die? Like right. why didn't I die? Well see that's the thing, because then I feel like in those situations where if someone um, you know, has ceremonied enough and it's like, Wow, this same thing keeps coming up, it's like, Yes, but the growth is to change it even in the moment like even in the vision even in the you know in the ceremony it's like okay right and change it because even if you're doing something like lucid dreaming i mean the whole thing is is like you have the option to change it because then you're more aware right so in those times where it's like okay huh, this is coming up again it's like okay we'll play it out differently that's the empowering part of it and i'm not easier said than done i mean it obviously takes intention and work but that's the same thing it's like it starts when the stories come up and it's like oh i recognize this what am i going to do now because you can ask yourself in that moment what am i about to manifest if i keep doing the same thing if i always am like this is so annoying it's like no it's not you label it that way like the situation has no label until you put the label yeah the story is yours you can change it yeah so things tend so and that's another important point like things really do have a neutral connotation almost all the time it's it's the beliefs and the judgments that create the issue right so so it's that it's in some ways it's the non-reactivity right it's the it's the meditating and it's the and and that's the thing so and that's another reason why you know and i know you do this as coach you have your clients meditate that's a practice because and what is the value of that? I mean, obviously, infinite, right? Well, it's it's the ability to sit with these things, and to it's it it helps with the non-reactivity, right? It's more of a calm. Totally. It's having that calm demeanor, and that's so important because, you know, and it's crazy. I don't meditate every day, but I do, but I do it and I, you know, I, I don't get on myself about not doing it every day. I mean, I would probably benefit if I, more if I did it every day, but, but I do, but I, I, I know I benefit from it and it's like, and even in, I mean, and I've done so many things to, to help myself, you know, get back, to, you know, to sort of like move along that path. But I just noticed stuff, little stuff like that doesn't bother me as much. It used to bother me. The little stuff used to bother me more than anything because I was like, it's the littlest thing. Why can't it just work? Like this of all things, why can't this one tiny thing work? See, he's asking the why. And it's just like, it is what it (laughs) is. That's saying it's, and see what I would do, you know, if I'm like, you know, like looking at it, I'm saying like, okay, I don't want it to be this way. I want it to be another way. It's like, so don't ask why, just change, just work with the situation. Right, right. It's like, it's being solution. It's like recognizing like, okay, I'm being solution oriented. And that's where like you get into the overthinking and then you make yourself feel bad because it's like, oh, this shouldn't be the case. And then you're like beating yourself. You know, it's why like is it? And why can't I figure it out? Right. It's like, okay, don't ask why. Let's just see what, you know, you're working with. Right. Um, but, you know, in that thing of like of meditation, it's like, yes, you were strengthening 
when you meditate in a very specific way, and not all meditations are the same, um, you're strengthening your prefrontal cortex, which is your center of rationality. So that literally means you can make a non-attached decision, which is not an emotional reaction. So you aren't coming from your limbic yes, brain, yes. your emotional brain, you're coming from your real pragmatic right. brain. It's like that higher control. self totally. instead of that yeah. more, in. yeah, but that it's makes also, sense. It's also strengthening the vagus nerve, which strengthens your heart. So what it means is you're gonna make a, a compassionate and pragmatic decision in that moment because it literally when you do it in a really specific way it's scientific you know it's scientifically right to strengthen that right. and then when it comes to those making those other types of shifts you know neuroplasticity is very real everybody can change you know and people are like it's in my nature it's like no guess what it's another story um you can yes. change things very 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 quickly you really can absolutely I mean, it's just like i tell people it's like if you put a heavy bag on your shoulder and you have a really interesting conversation with someone let's say you we walk down to the grocery and it's like we get like get some groceries and it's like at first it's like wow this bag feels really heavy and then you're ending in grossing conversation like you've actually switched all of your focus off of what you thought was the case so fast and it's the exact same thing with our patterns where it's just like i thought this was so important but guess what now that i'm focused on this other thing it isn't right so it's like that and you literally like it's like the let's say you know the neural glue that holds those those dendrites and those neural pathways together in your brain can actually start to sort of fall off and then they sort of like re-adhere very quickly, so much more quickly than we think. So those old patterns and those old um, neural systems actually can, you know, you can literally start focusing on whatever it is that you want and couple it with a feeling. And before you know it, it's just like, oh wait, I feel this. That's why things like hypnosis, which is another thing that I do is so helpful. Yeah. Right. And I, and I, it's something to remember too, is like, you have to be, you have to remember to like celebrate the wins because, you know, yeah, gratitude is so important. I mean, I used to be, I used to have anxiety 24 seven all the time. And it was years of that years and years of anxiety, just all the low level of, uh, you know, almost all the time. And I, you know, and for so long, I just thought like, this is just me. It's just, you know, this is just my, my right. This is just my situation. And, and, um, and, and I, in, you know, I spent so much time working on that and like meditating and, and just coming, um, just coming, I don't know, I guess to a point where now it's like when I feel anxiety, I know something's wrong and I know there's something going on and I'm like, I have, okay, so what am I, what am I yeah. asking? What, totally. like, what questions do I need to ask? What, what, what's happening with me now? And so I know that, um, you know, so, so I've come such a long way. Just You're it, using anxiety to actually help, uh, help you help guide you into like some realizations. Right. Yeah, right. Overwhelmed. Yeah. It's a guidepost of yeah. what is happening. You know, why, why is my body reacting this way on some level? I'm not even completely aware of like what totally. is, you know, cause cause there's that anxiety where you're like, I know what's causing it. And then there's the anxiety where you're like, I have no idea why I feel anxious right now. Why am I feeling anxious? For sure. And I think, you know, it's just kind of thinking about, you know, in wrapping some of this up, I think, you know, we've touched on so many good things and, and it's like with, 
with anxiety, it's like learning how to use it as an indicator, not to feel like it's going to undermine you. Um, use your story or your trauma and, and think about it as a strength, not how am I a victim or it's this person's fault. And it's like, okay, in those moments of where I feel overwhelmed, what can I actually touch that's real? Right. You know, right. just those, the most simple things when there's something going on and you're like, well, why is it? It's like relinquish the why find the solution you know and remember yeah. that on the other side of your why actually when you let that go you're going to figure it out you're going to do and then you're going to have your why yeah. um so remember the reward of your why is coming just do something else <laughs> <laughs> that's good words lives matter don't ask why words too words too there's so many there's oh so wow many. emotionally available oh this is yeah. great yeah like i'm super excited about this you guys if you're excited about what we're doing thank you so much we uh, are looking forward to your feedback to insights to whatever it is um you know if we don't like it we're just gonna put a line through it so don't worry you make we'll make it un yeah we're drawing yeah. a really strong boundary yeah, right now with that so with that so yeah. you know yeah um yeah but looking forward to if you guys have ideas for topics questions that you would like answered then please leave us some feedback um we're gonna put uh an email on this we'll put some info you know place where you can comment below yes. stuff like that yes. so that would be amazing yeah. thanks for making this happen on this technical level there's so many chords and stuff here. i I'm know like, i know well it worked out really well yeah, and did. i it's funny the headphone thing I, we don't i don't know why people need headphones i can see the levels right here so I don't everything's either. fine i'm already plans plans to take it back plans yeah all right sweet well, thanks, Don. Uh, that thanks was great, so and uh, thank you guys for watching, for listening, and um, we, we hope to do it. We hope to yeah. do it every week. I right. guess I we want to try. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. An super. hour a week is totally doable. All right. Peace. Bye.